you know, the Kings have been the kings of the back-to-back in 2024. We'll see if they can keep it going tonight, taking on the Heat at the Golden One Center. After last night, Kyle Draper, maybe their win of the year, certainly one of their wins of the season, uh, 123-107 over the Clippers. I know you had a lot of fun with that call last night. Yeah, that was great. You know, the fan base was uh, in full effect down there. We'll talk about that. Coming up in a minute, I thought they did a great job defensively holding this Clippers team to just eight three-pointers, five of them by Norman Powell. They basically shut down James Harden, who had 20 points. He got to the line 10 times. You know, I I had an issue with some of the foul calls, and I I voiced my displeasure during the broadcast yesterday. I thought they did a fantastic job on Kawhi Leonard, and and the stars for the Kings showed up. DeMontis Sabonis, you know, another triple-double. De'Aaron Fox, the best player on the floor. I thought this was a, a total complete win we saw last night. You're right. Total complete win means they defended And it's been a while since I've seen the Kings defend at that high of a level for as long as they did. I mean, they were putting withering pressure on the basketball, starting especially with that second quarter. Yes, yes. And I thought that was the key, you know. And and Katie and I said during the break between the first and second, the Kings were shooting like 39% from the field. They were only down three at the half. We were like, you know what? This is the kind of game we you yeah. this team needs, you know? It wasn't all clicking, sunshine and rainbows offensively. They had to go in the mud and get this one and to hold the Clippers to 23 points uh, in the second quarter. I thought, you know, holding them to 27 in the fourth. Kawhi Leonard had zero field goals in the fourth quarter. Winning time, money time. Mm. And so I, I, I thought the Kings did a fantastic job defensively. I know HB talked about it, Mike, and those guys talked about it. You know, maybe that their best defensive effort against this caliber of an opponent this season. Yeah, I know uh, De'Aaron Fox mentioned after the game that the Kings did not give up as many as 30 points in any single wow. quarter. It's like, whoa. Is that the first <laughs> time this year that's happened? It's, maybe. It's, yeah. I mean, seriously. And uh, I know the Clippers were missing Paul George, obviously, but they still had – more than enough firepower. This, you know, even without Paul George, this Clippers team is still pretty solid. And so I, I thought they did a tremendous job. You know, Kawhi only two points in the in the fourth quarter. James Harden had five. Powell had five. Russell Westbrook six. Like, you know, I, I, it's a complete game. And, and I love the fact that we saw, you know, Money Fox come alive. And mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily in the fourth it was the second quarter. He sensed this team needed some some spunk, some fight, some offensive energy, and he provided. Yeah. You know, this morning I get up and haven't had all my coffee yet, and I'm not yeah. complaining because I know you guys had a really late night. Yep, yep. I just wasn't fully awake yet, and I'm looking at the standings like, wait, the Kings are in fifth? Right. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Uh, one win and, uh, you know, some, uh, some help along the way. You go from seventh to fifth just like that. And, you know, when you look at it, too, it's not that big of a difference in terms of, you know, win-loss, but it feels so much better, doesn't yes, it? it does. Like to wake up and be in fifth, I know. I'm looking at, oh, this could be a potential first-round matchup. This is the <laughs> oh, four or five I know. Yeah, I'm looking at, no, yeah. it's great, man. Seventh great. or eighth, it's like, oh. And then right. fifth, fifth, like, well. And it's like a, a, a percentage point difference <laughs> or a half a, I know. half a game difference, but it's a different feeling, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to say, last night, you know, I had you guys on in one room, and then I had the other TV on. Did you really? Hold on. Be honest. I am. I'm okay. being honest. Right, and right, I'm telling right. you, I, I before I fully started watching you guys, I did have ESPN on in the other room because I was watching both games. You know, the Warrior game was on before that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I, and I wanted to see what Bob Myers had to say before I listened to you guys uh, the whole rest of the way. Bob Myers said something interesting, you know, early on. 
And he was doing it with Beth Mullen, you know, Beth Mullen, who she's a excellent, but I just get a little tired of her voice, you know. <laughs> so good for her and everything, but I couldn't listen to her for very long. But anyway, Bob Myers says, um, you know, the Kings are they're trying to prove they can play with the big boys. And on the one hand, that might sound a little insulting, but you know, it's the freaking Clippers, and they more than did that last. They, night. they more than did that, and I heard you know people talk about Bob Myers. In his broadcast, and, and you know, obviously, I didn't get to see it. I don't know how bad he was, but you know, uh, maybe there was some anti-Kings uh, bias uh, with Bob Myers. But in my opinion, though, Whitey, the Kings have already proven they could hang. With yeah, the yeah. They beat Denver three times. Mm-hmm. They beat OKC. They've beaten Minnesota. So they've beaten the upper echelon yes, in the Western Conference. Yes. So maybe Bob Myers is just waking up from under a rock or something and hasn't been watching the first 55 games of this season. But the problem with the Kings hasn't been against the best of the best. It's been against the worst of the worst. Yeah. And so what we saw last night was like, this is what this team is capable of. This is what we need to see night in and night out. I think maybe I have them figured out at least partially. I was talking to somebody yesterday who said, you know, Clippers playing well. We didn't know Paul George was not going to play. Yeah. But the person I was talking to said, I think the Kings are in for a rough night tonight. And I said, yes, that's why they're going to win. Right? Name, name. <laughs> who said that? Who put a name? I don't want. No, Call I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Man, and it was just like, you know, well, I understand. It was like, wow, the Clippers have been playing well. They're home. Um, and that's why that. Yeah, that's why. And, you know, what that says about tonight. I know right, right. I don't even want to think about tonight, that. Right. Yeah, You've got yeah. to win this game. I don't, I'm not saying anything about tonight. Whatever happens, happens, man. This Miami Heat team coming to town shorthanded. You know what was so crazy, though, Whitey, before we get into tonight's game and then, you know, look back at sure. last night. We took off for Los Angeles Saturday at about 2 o'clock. Guess who landed Saturday at about 1 o'clock into town? Oh, Miami Heat. Miami Heat. We yeah, we yeah. loading up. The Heat's <laughs> buses are driving off. And I'm like, dang, so those guys been here for a couple of days. You know, they're shorthanded tonight, but they're going to be well-rested. They watched last night's game, too. And so I think it's going to be a tough test. You can't take this team lightly tonight. Yeah, but they got off the plane, and half of them go on a bus, and the other half go in an ambulance. <laughs> right? I mean, they're, and I'm not, Dude, they are. I'm not but, making fun of people being hurt, but they got a lot of guys banged up right now. Uh, you know. Tyler Hero, uh, Terry Rozier, uh-huh. you know, Jimmy Butler because of suspension. Yeah. I mean, this team is shorthanded, uh, no doubt. I, I do think Bam is uh, playing, though. I believe I, so. I he's like one of their, you know, top seven guys that are actually playing. But, no, you're right, man. This is a, uh, a Heat team with a lot of pride coming in shorthanded. And we've seen from King's opponents, hey, this might be the chance for somebody else to go off. So you got to take this team serious today. Yes, no question. I know if you want to see the best basketball you can see, it's disappointing that Jimmy Butler's not playing. I'm disappointed that uh, Tyler Hero's not playing. And I know he's been dealing with some knee really? stuff. Well, because remember back in July, he was really upset that Kevin Herter was ranked one spot ahead of him Ooh. in the ringer poll, and then he tweeted something. Right. No, he actually he liked somebody's tweet somebody said i think that's wrong and then he didn't want to talk about it so i was looking forward to a little grudge match tonight but it, it's not to be this it's not going to happen tonight and uh he didn't play last time either they faced each other i don't think and so oh man we'll have to wait till uh next year next season for this but you know this heat team josh richardson also out tonight thomas bryant suspension they do have duncan robinson 
Mm. So watch out for like a 40 piece from <laughs> like seriously, this guy can light it up, you know, and, and this uh-huh. will be the kind of game. So you got to be locked in if you're Sacramento tonight. Yeah. Kevin Herter, by the way, playing so well. Yeah. And I admit I was right there at the head of the line of people saying, you know, you might want to move off of him in November, <laughs> whenever it was. I admit that. I freely admit that. But he's playing so well. And it's interesting. Last night, uh, Coach Brown said, I was going to go back to him, and then we started playing well. But he said, "I, you know, it was a good problem to have, but I could have very well gone back to him. Kevin Herter was really good last night. Yeah. As we said Friday, right now when he comes off the Domas screen yeah. on top and he gets the ball, and before he even has the ball, you can tell he knows he's going to make it. Right, right. And I thought coming out of the third quarter, you know, coming out of halftime, he was, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the litmus, like he, he really set the tone. Uh, in that third quarter, coming out, knocking out back-to-back threes. And you're right, man. We've talked about it time and time again. When you look at the Kings, man, they go how Herder and Malik go. Because Fox and Sabonis, they're going to do their thing. If they could just get a couple of other guys. Last night, Harrison Barnes. We'll talk about HB coming up in just a minute. I thought he was phenomenal on both ends of the floor. You know, his defense doesn't get talked about a lot. But a lot of times he had to check Kawhi Leonard. Uh, last night, and I thought he did a hell of a job. Yeah, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag on your drapes takes, but to me, Harrison Barnes, last night he showed what his what some of his best value can be to this team. He's a stabilizer, right? right? When things are starting to slip away, sometimes you can actually go to him and he'll make a bucket or two and get things uh, back in order for you. Yeah, and, and, and I love the fact that he shot 12 shots, third most on the team. This was a balanced effort yes, sir. last night. Yep. You had six guys in double figures. You had your stars taking the two most shots, De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. I'm okay with that. But then you had some of the other guys filling in. I also thought Chris Duarte gave up Mike Brown some good minutes, too. Uh, it may not show up in the four points, uh, but he did have two steals uh, yesterday in 15 minutes of change. And so everybody that got in pretty much, you know, impacted the game one way or the other. Yeah, you know, everyone looks at assists. We know the Kings have a very high assist total typically. Yeah. But to me, especially with that type of offense they run, that's one of the first things I look at is how many guys were in double figures. Uh, and six, you have six or seven guys in double figures. Yep. It's a great sign that the offense is operating at a very high level. Yeah, exactly. And that's what this offense is designed yes, to do, right? exactly. It's not designed yeah. for De'Aaron to get 40, Domas mm-hmm. to get 25, and nobody else score. Equal opportunity offense, and it's reflected by what we saw last night and in the box score. And here's the thing. This is what makes the Kings so dangerous because on any given night, it could be Fox, it could be Sabonis, Harrison Barnes. Yes, sir. We've seen Kevin Herter, Malik Monk off the bench. Any given night, one of these guys can erupt, and that's what makes them so difficult to guard. Now, I know a lot of people have been throwing this around today. Was it the best win of the year last night? Was it one of the best wins of the year? you have any thoughts on that? Uh, it was a good win. Yeah. You know, one of the best, not the best. You know, the Clippers were still shorthanded. Beating the uh, Warriors by one point a couple times. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> that comeback win against the Warriors, yeah. like, you know, when we talk about games you remember, it'll be that one. Uh, I thought this was a great win because, you know, this Clippers team, even without Paul George, they still have three Hall of Famers. They still have James Harden. They still have Kawhi Leonard, who had just demolished the Kings to the tune of 32.5 points per game over the first two. And so to lock them down, it's not necessarily about the win. Maybe it's about the way they won this game that makes it so great. I thought the last game before the break, winning at Denver, I know that wasn't yes. the prettiest game, but I thought that was a huge yes. win. They needed it so badly, a road win there. So to have those two wins now, uh, you know, in quick succession, 
It's a really encouraging sign going forward. Exactly, and and we talked about it before the All Star break, and we talked about it earlier this uh, last week. Oh, strength of schedule. Kings got the eighth hardest schedule. Fifth. Well, they just played two tough teams, and they got the wins. Yep. Talking about Denver and talking about the Clippers, and so it doesn't matter your strength of schedule. Go out there and get it done. And yeah, that's what the Kings have done now. We got to talk about that today too, because I look at that schedule and I'm like. I know there are some challenging games in there, but how is this one of the toughest schedules yeah. in the NBA when they got so many home games? Yeah. Right. That's what it doesn't factor that yeah. in. Yeah. The home aspect of yeah. it. Exactly. Uh, when we come right back, special edition of, well, they're all special. Yes. Drapes takes. Yes. Next from the Golden One Center with the Drive Guys on Sacktowns. The Falcon, the Stabilizer, yes. Harrison Barnes. We've got uh, Drapes takes coming right up. Before we get to that, I just want to really quickly say a special thank you. Friday, we were talking on the show somehow, some way about uh, Kirkland golf balls. And I think, uh, Drapes, I think you brought some up about Kirkland golf balls. And I was like, I didn't even know there was such a thing. So we just talked uh, Friday. We were having some fun with Kirkland golf balls and Costco brand golf equipment. So yesterday, I'm walking my dog, Moby, and we're coming home. And I see these three people coming from down the street, my neighbors. Yeah. And the dad's like, he's dressed really nicely. And there's his two sons, and they have a football. And one of my first thoughts was, man, I wonder if they need a fourth. We could play a little, a little two on two. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they're walking, and I'm th- with my dog. My dog's not always friendly. I'm thinking, can I get home before they cry? Anyway, uh, I get to my lawn, and I'm like, hey, uh, Mr. Gleason, uh, we have something for you. And it's my neighbors from uh, down, they're like a half a block down and half a block up. Uh, we were listening to you on Friday, and we went to Costco today. And I'm like, oh, I know what they have. So my neighbors, uh, and Brain's been listening for a long time. Yeah. They brought me a box of uh, uh, of the signature Kirkland golf Oh, signature. Yes. Is that the high-level one? I think so. I... Yeah. Oh, and my God. I guess gosh. Jackson, his son, says, Dad, we should get these for the guy on the radio. And they did. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, hey, that thank shows you. me they listen, first yes. of all. So thank you, thank Brain you so and Jackson Monroe. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I've got some brand new Kirkland. Yeah. So next time we play, right, look yeah, out. a little course record maybe coming. Uh, uh, you know, a career low round uh, for yeah. this idea over yeah. there. Yeah, Jay, you want to borrow some Kirkland? You let me know. I'm your guy. I will do, man. You got two dozen, so I know you got enough to spare. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right so yeah thank you to my neighbors that was very very kind right now it's time for drapes takes calm down line calm down take it easy man just take it easy <laughs> you know whitey these are the drapes takes i love mm-hmm. i could be all positive mm-hmm. i ain't gotta yell at fans i ain't gotta talk about free throws i don't have to talk about box scores uh-uh I could just bask in what we saw last night down there in Los Angeles. Sacramento Kings fans, they took over that. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about the game. I want to start with my guy, De'Aaron Fox. And we saw it yesterday, third quarter, I think it was. De'Aaron Fox, maybe even fourth. De'Aaron Fox got pissed off. He got angry. Mm -hmm. And you know what he did? He shut down James Harden. He put the clamps on the dude, and he went into MVP-level De'Aaron Fox. And I said it during the broadcast. An angry De'Aaron Fox is a bad De'Aaron Fox for the opponent because that dude was a bad man. He had back-to-back defensive possession on James Harden with the steal 
The one him and uh, Keegan Murray mm-hmm. trapped him and got it away from awesome. him. I-, I thought it was fantastic. And what we saw from De'Aaron Fox, and now we've been seeing it too these last week or two, you know, uh, last four games, averaging better than 32 points per game. De'Aaron Fox has proven to be that dude. It looks like he just needed a little break, a little time off, and he's more ready for the stretch run than anybody out there. Give De'Aaron Fox some love. Absolutely. You know, the Kings, going back to November, they haven't defended well, but at times when they've thrown traps at people, they've been pretty effective. You know, they got length, and De'Aaron Fox has really quick hands, active hands is a big part of an effective trap. And so I, I think going forward, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. De'Aaron Fox, as you say, looks like he's healthier, not shooting the three ball well, but seems to be adapting to that. But why Why right now, all of a sudden, is he playing such great defense? I think in Luke Lauk's talk to, uh, you know, uh, our, our guy G-Man about it uh, about a month ago, the Kings have challenged him to be elite defensive. Mm-hmm. And he has accepted that challenge. In this calendar year, he leads the NBA in total steals. And it's, it's a night-in and night-out kind of thing for De'Aaron Fox. You know, you're talking about a Clippers team with multiple Hall of Famers, multiple All-Stars. He came away with three steals last night. I also want to give a bonus shout-out to DeMontis Sabonis for the three steals as well. Nobody talks about his defense. I thought he played pretty good defensively last night. Let me get to my second. Yes. Grapes takes. Uh, I'm going to give DeMontis a bonus even more love, this time on the offensive end, Whitey. 17 points, 15 rebounds, 12 assists. He started this game 2 for 10 from the field. People were tweeting, look at what Zubats is doing to DeMontis Sabonis. You got yahoos like that out there on social media talking about Zubats is owning DeMontis Sabonis. I tell you what. Soon as somebody sent that tweet, it must have went straight to DeMontis Sabonis' ears or something because he looked like a man possessed. Yep. He was dominant out there. He started out 2 of 10, then he went 5 of 7 after that, and then the 12 assists, the 3 steals. I mean, I mentioned it uh, last week. We had somebody email me about Kings pre- and post-game. They said, guys, you never talk about DeMontis Sabonis. From here on out, DeMontis Sabonis is going to be a part of Drape's take because that's what this guy do, mm-hmm. does. He deserves this. Night in and night out, he delivers for this. Team. Wasn't that incredible that he got off to that slow start? Right. Because he just, that never happened. Never part happened. part of basketball. Happens to every player, but when it happens to him, you really notice it because it's so rare. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I asked Katie, I'm like, why is he struggling? Well, Zubats has size. Forget that size. Domas, you know what, made quick work of that in the second half. I thought he was tremendous. He nearly had a triple-double in the first half. That's how great DeMontis Sabonis was. Yeah, so both he and Fox were playing last night with the ad chunk. Yes, I thought so. I thought so. And, and, you know, the thing about Domas, he's always going to give the effort. He's always Mm going to try hard. But when he had that dunk over Zubat and then flexed on him, like you could feel the energy that this guy uh, eludes. How about my guy? And I got a lot of them. <laughs> I know I'm trying to guess who it's going to be here. You know who it's going to be because this guy's been the, the, the whipping boy for ever since he got here from Dallas. I'm talking about Harrison Barnes. Okay. Can we once again, because I feel like I got to be president of the Harrison Barnes fan club. Because if I don't do it, nobody else will. I only hear people talk about Harrison Barnes when he has a bad game. Well, once again, he's delivered. 22 points, some lockdown defense, defensive player to game chain, like or crown. I, I thought Harrison Barnes was tremendous. And to your point, you mentioned it earlier. 
he had some timely buckets, I thought, last night. It wasn't like he came out guns and blazing on fire in the first quarter, but there were a couple of times where he knocked down big threes. Clippers might be making a little yeah. run. He had one in the corner, I remember specifically. Give HB some love. Yeah, game starting to slip away a little bit, guys. Give me the ball. I'll take care of things. Uh, bless you, but do you have time to be the president of both the Harrison Barnes and the Chris Duarte pick? Oh, yes. Because yeah, you're very playing. busy. So they're my guys, so of okay, course right. I can do it. You know, Chris Duarte is really my guy, too. And, I know. And that's I, what I thought we were yeah, going with. No, I, I thought he was uh, tremendous uh, yesterday, especially defensively. had the two steals, knocked down a three. And I'm going to give some love to Mason Jones also. Did you see Mason Jones, the two-way player, get the technical yeah. uh, running onto the court? I talked with him after the game. We were uh, on the plane, and I said, Mason, you know what? First of all, I asked him, did Mike Brown say anything to him about that tee? He's like, no, Mike didn't say anything. Second, I said, you know what, dude? I'll take that technical every single time. He said, so will I. Because you don't see that kind of energy from the Kings bench. Like, what he brings to this team yeah. can't be measured in between the lines. Like, when's the last time we've seen a Kings team that infectious, that excited? So give Mason Jones some credit. Question for you. Yeah. You said you asked him, did Coach Brown say anything? If he'd said, yeah coach was really unhappy he told me never to do that again would you still have told him i loved it it was great oh, yeah i went and went up and, and told mike brown mike i'll pay that fine or whatever it is I, I got my boy i got his back because this is what the kings need man they yeah. need just some life some emotion we saw it from fox we see it from debonis we see it javel mcgee was excited last night he didn't he play. Didn't play that's what yeah. i'm saying that, like that shows me that you're a connected team and i think mason jones value is is it can, can can be measured not just by when he sees the floor, but the way he's galvanized the bench. Last one right here, Whitey. Uh-huh. I said it multiple times during the broadcast. Kings fans took over that building. Last Drapes take, that was phenomenal. That was impressive. I got the vibe even before the game. I'm walking them around the concourse at crypto.com arena. And I see Kings fans everywhere. And I turn to somebody who works for the Kings. Uh, they work in sales. And, and they'll be here tonight. Him and his girlfriend went down for the game. I said, we are in this building. And that was the loudest light the beam chants I've ever heard outside of Sacramento. Really? And so kudos to you guys out there. The Sacramento Kings fans. Y'all made Los Angeles Sacramento South last night. Yeah. Uh, Golden One South, I think you guys called it last night. Sacramento South. Sacramento That's going to South, stick. yeah. That's going to always be known as Yeah. That, you you know? know what? And we get some T-shirts printed. We <laughs> caravan down there again. We got the Lakers next week. Not this week. Next week. Let's bring it again down yeah. there. Why not? Especially if uh, they end up playing the Clippers in, uh, you know, playoffs. Can you imagine? Oh, my. You know what it is, too, though? It's so funny. And I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to say it anyway. They were able to make it into the Cl Clippers tickets are way easier to get than Lakers tickets. Like we can take over the Lakers games, but not as much. You know, they're expensive. Lakers fans, they show up. Clippers fans, you can go to StubHub and get in for like 12 bucks right now if you want to. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was a, a well-coordinated effort. I heard there was some Reddit uh, groups out there that said, you know what, we're going to try to take over. Kudos to them, man. It was great to see. Yeah, I thought bottom line, just summing it all up there, a great addition of Drape Stakes. But I thought bottom line, as you said, the Kings played with a bit of an edge. They went out there last night and they kicked the Clippers Right in the Balmers. Yeah. Oh, oh, you've been that is, you've been sitting on that one since. I last tweeted night, it last night. Right? It did very well, but that's that's what they did. Yes. <laughs> Let me say something too before we uh, carry on. I got my boy Nate right here. Yeah. To my right. 
They're talking about they want to upgrade the cameras. I tell you what, that's not going to get it done, Nate. I need a solo shot, big fella. I need to look into the camera and see it right here. I appreciate you working overtime, coming in, helping us out. That's not going to get it done. All right, just me. Right, uh, exactly. I need some lights up here. I need a single shot. Come on, man. We're working on it. All yeah, right, we appreciate right, your right. patience there. You know on the this YouTube is radio, site. right, Drake? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, we got the uh, YouTube following here, RJ. I mean, we got 49 people. I need to get it up to 100. So tell your friends, come on out and watch us on YouTube right now. Yeah. Sports. Thanks, Nate, for your efforts. Thank you, Drapes. Uh, <laughs> did you hear what Tim Legler had to say today about dogs? No, I didn't hear it. And yeah. Legs is my guy, but yeah. I, I didn't hear it. Uh, we'll get to that today. We'll see if we can't get to that coming up. Also, Jimmy Butler getting suspended for tonight was not the only good thing about the Heat Pelican scrap on Friday. Uh, more on that when we come back to the Gold One Center. Drive guys on Sacktown Sports. Kings in the Heat tonight. Does it feel at all a little warm to you in here tonight? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I think I may know why. Well, not, not just because we have the Heat. You know who was here Saturday night? Madonna. Yes. And on my way in, I heard some of the guards security people you talk came to madonna it. i did oh, not oh, oh. but i heard them talking and some of them you know talked about how long they had to stay i don't know for sure but i know that she has a habit of starting her shows late but what i heard from them was they keep it about 70 degrees in here okay all right madonna wants it like eight oh she something. wants it cranked up yes really yes no way so they had she has the temperature raised i don't know why then you had, you know, a lot of people that in here and that pyrotechnics. And so it got really warm in here apparently Saturday night. And uh, maybe some of the heat is still, some of that energy is still swirling around. That's why it's a little warmer today. What uh, What's it at the uh, Gleason household? What's well, the thermostat set at? It's pretty low. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I think we have it set under 68, I think. No way. Yeah, I think so. Really? I think so. How about you? I'm a 71 guy. Yeah. 71. Yeah. You know, that's uh, that's my sweet spot right uh-huh. there. Yeah. Know? Madonna, they, I think they said it was like 82 degrees in here. Really? Yeah. And hey. a closed quarters like this, I don't, unless you open up the hangar doors, that'd get a little stifling in here. So, yeah, it was hot Saturday, but King's going to turn down the heat tonight, right? Turn that heat down, right? I'm distracted, bro. <laughs> This camera's killing me. I, I, I'm just saying. People, uh-huh. people listening on the radio. You're doing fine with it. Look at me. I can't uh, even. Uh, I got a side know, profile. I, I, I guess shot. if I turn to talk to you, yeah. like it's, you know, but, you know, it just, I, I don't know, man. I like looking out here. Right. You know, I, my side profile's not my best, you know, but, uh, uh, yeah, we got to we got to extinguish the heat. Uh, yes. Uh, tonight. Yes. Uh, you know, shorthanded team. And, you know, it, here's the thing, Whitey, and we talked about this last week. After the All-Star break last year, the Kings went on a nice little run. Now's your opportunity. I know it's tough. I know you got Denver. I know you got Minnesota. But you get tonight. Now you're on a four-game winning streak. 3-0 and coming out of the All-Star break. Maybe you get one of two on the road here coming up between Denver. And you're sitting pretty. You know, and I was looking at the standings. And I understand the Clippers are ahead of us right now. But they're only ahead of us. By four games in the They're not playing college. well right They're now. not playing well at all. They got some issues. The Paul George uh, contract situation is an issue out there. Hasn't been given an extension or a new contract. And so how is that impacting them? And so uh, a four seed is not out of the question 
for the Sacramento Kings. I understand they're four games back right now, four in the loss column, but it can be done. And so that's why tonight is so important, man. Mm -hmm. We mentioned it. They are done losing to teams they should beat. This Miami Heat team tonight, they should beat. They don't have the luxury of coughing up uh, wins and, and getting losses like tonight if that happens. A lot of people just raving about the job you did last night. Oh, of course, there's also Ward who says, you're acting like A-Rod, you kiss your mirror too, but I, you know, I don't. We don't, we don't need to read that one. But there's a lot of... <laughs> you already did. What are you talking <laughs> I was telling RJ, was that on the air? Uh, uh, Rich says, shame on ESPN. They didn't even recognize the light, the beam chance. Really? I, I'm considering... No way. That's what Rich says. I that, it, Rich, maybe shame on you for not watching Drake. I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe that wasn't an option for you. I don't know. This is by far the loudest light the beam chant that we've heard on the road at any time since the beam was initiated in Sacramento. I mean, that's that's just insane. Like, it felt like it was Golden One Center. Down it there. certainly sounded, sounded like that. it, right? Yes. Like, like, the Clippers should be embarrassed. Clippers fans should be embarrassed. They let us go down there take over that building, kick their butt, kick them out early. We we went into their house and kicked them out early. Yep, yep. Clippers fans left with about five minutes to go, four minutes, three minutes to go, and the light the beam chance began, man. It was beautiful to see last night. It was, whether you watched uh, Kyle Draper, NBC Sports California, or if you had to watch on ESPN. After the game, Tim Legler had some things to say uh-huh. about the, the Kings. He was on course with uh, uh, Scott Van Pelt. Here is uh, Tim Legler last night talking about the Kings and their uh, debatable decision to kind of run it back with the same crew this year. I do think what happened to them last year could help them in a series, and they're going to be a tough out. This is a very good team. Mm -hmm. They basically ran it back, though, right, with the exact same group. And last year, if you recall, they grabbed advantage of a situation where they had everybody healthy all year. So they get the three seed. A lot of teams had injuries. They had guys sitting out large chunks their guys showed up every night and it shows you what can happen when you do that you get a three seed your reward take on the golden state warriors get a 50 out of steph curry to game seven and you go home in the first round right i look at them this year and i see a very similar team is that fair it's fair but maybe not in that moment hmm. meaning you're just coming off a great win you just beat the clippers sabonis just Got another triple-double. His eighth in his last 11 games, mind you. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox, clearly the best player on the floor last night. And and this is the problem I have with ESPN. This is, this is the problem. They have the same lazy narratives that they talk about day in and day out. You know, I'm walking out the house uh, earlier today and, and watching NBA Today, and it's like, is the Warriors dynasty over? <laughs> Can we talk about that two-week, like, like we need some fresh conversations. Yes. And so yes. I need Tim Legler to tell me why he thinks the Kings can make some noise if he does. Like, what needs to happen for the Kings to advance in the playoffs instead of this whole, oh, well, they just decided to run it back. We saw the shortcomings of DeMontis and Bonus in the playoffs against Golden State. And Tim Legler is my guy. And, and, and I know I say that a lot. But growing up in Philadelphia, Tim Legler used to play for the Sixers. When I went to Sixers camp. Shooter. Shooter. Uh, yeah. He was a camp counselor. When I went to LaSalle Explorers camp, he was a camp. So he was Ooh. a camp counselor back in the day when I was gotcha. coming up. So gotcha. I respect Tim Legler. You know, great shooter. But it's a, just another lazy 
kind of uh, storyline when it comes to the Kings? I thought he was pretty even-handed. I give him credit for really? it. I appreciate that he said, you know, they showed up last year and they were rewarded with a three seed. Um, and that shows you what happens when you do that. But he also had this to say about Domas. You mentioned, hey, Domas yeah. had a big night. Tim Legler last night after the Kings game on ESPN on Domantas Sabonis. What it comes down to for me, as great as Sabonis is, and I love Sabonis, he has some limitations offensively that when you look at the other top teams in the West, and there's eight teams chasing 50 wins this year. Right. When you look at those teams, like that second guy is just a more dynamic offensive player in terms of getting their own offense, getting their own shot. Okay. I mean, he's an incredible power player, and he will punish you inside. As hard as he plays, takes the occasional three. You just mentioned his three-point percentage. Doesn't shoot very many, though. 69% um, foul shooter, but it's the stuff he doesn't do in the middle area of the floor I feel like every other team in the West has a second guy that can kill you from that area of the floor. Mm -hmm. So there's a limitation there. And last year, if you recall, he got bottled up in the yep. Golden State Series. He averaged 16 points a game. Mm -hmm. They had a good defensive game plan against them. Everything came to the defense. They were walled up against him. And he struggled to figure out another way to beat them. I kind of feel like they're running, they will run into the same thing, whoever they get this year. And who knows how these parents are going to play out. Sure. They're dangerous. They're good. On a given night, yes. And could they win a first-round series? Probably. I wouldn't bet on it based on the relative competition that they're going to face. Now, what he's getting Dang. at there, whether you agree or not, it's the reason why people don't give Sabonis more respect. We always wonder, why doesn't he get more respect? Everybody with the Kings wonders that. Yep. It's because he doesn't average 25 or more points a game. And I'm not saying they're right, but people look at basketball. It's like, if you're not averaging like 25, 26, you're not scoring 30 points a game. People don't take you as seriously as in the case of Sabonis they should. All right, let, let, let's have this conversation then. You know, Tim Legler raises a, a good point about a second option. Let's look at another team's second option. We can go down the list in the uh, Western Conference here. Let's start with Minnesota. Minnesota has Cat and they have uh, Ant-Man. Ant like them better than Fox and Sabonis? Um, no, but it's close. And offensively, offensively, I I do. Probably. Cat's the yeah. versatile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. OKC. Shea and... I think Jalen. Jalen? Uh, Fox Sabonis? Uh, come on. Give me Fox and Sabonis. Fox like, and Sabonis. I'm the, thinking about I'm being honest. Because here's I'm the problem. I'm not going to give you a knee jerk. Oh, Kings, Kings. The, the problem with Tim Legler, and, and you'll see what I'm getting to here in a moment here. Denver, Jokic, and Jamal Murray. Well, they're the world champs. Okay. All right. I'm just watching. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting to a point here, Whitey. Play right. along with I uh We saw the Clippers <laughs> last night. Phoenix, a Booker and KD. New Orleans, Zion and um, Brandon Ingram. Ingram or CJ. Dallas, what all those teams I just mentioned, their second option impacts the game in one way. Scoring the ball. You're right. Domas You're can right. impact the game on a number of different levels. You're right. And so that's where I think Tim Legler comes up short in his analysis. Sure, if you just want to look at points, go for it, Tim Legler. But Domas can impact it rebounding. Domas can impact it passing the ball. Domas can score as well, averaging 20 points per game. And so I think all those other second options, they impact the game in one way, scoring. Domas can impact the game without scoring. You're absolutely right. I don't see how anybody in their right mind could disagree. 
I think if what Tim Legler were saying were actually an issue for the Kings, there's no way they would have had the offensive numbers they had last year. They'd be struggling. Every night it'd be, oh, man, they're not scoring. That's not a problem for this team. Right. Now you can say, well, it was last year in the playoffs, which is his point. And, yeah, Domas, let's be honest. In my opinion, he still has to prove that he can take his game up a notch or at least maintain uh, in the playoffs what he's done in the regular season. I think that's fair to say. I think he can do it, but I think it's fair to say, well, you know, in the past, he's had issues with that. Yes, but they're all, they also came within a Steph Curry 50-point game of advancing. And so I know, I as know. much of as that was an issue last year, that was not the reason why they lost the series. I agree. And so that, that I just – this is what I'm talking about. It's the same tired uh, – so no matter what Domas does in the regular season – it won't matter. He has to prove it come postseason. That's where it's going to have to matter for him. Do you agree with me? Maybe you don't agree. And I know I'm, I'm being redundant here. I think a lot of people that don't respect Domas, it's because he's not a 25 or more point-per-game score. That's wrong. That's not how you should look at it. But I think that's why people look at him compared to other guys and go, yeah, I guess he's okay. And they don't appreciate the other things he does, which are just as important. In no, you're, you're, you're 100% right. And the thing about Domas, he could average 25 points per game. Look at his efficiency. Look at his feel. It's, I think you're right. It's just that he doesn't take enough shots. You look at all those other Not scores. Not a selfish bone in his body. A- exactly. And, and you look at all the leading scores in the NBA, and, and I'm pulling it up right now. To get to that point, you got to put the ball up. Like, Domas is extremely efficient from the field. Like, this guy is, you know, among the league leaders in efficiency. And sure, he doesn't take a lot of threes. It doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't, uh, you know, pull up, uh, you know, got a bag where he pulls up and crosses somebody over, and it's not fancy or anything like that. But DeMontis Sabonis, when you look at it, I'm going down the list right now, and I, I got to go way down. DeMontis Sabonis here takes 13.2 per shots. Game? Yeah, I'm at 13.2. Everybody. Way down. Way down. You got to go way down. Yeah. Every, like, 15.3 is Zion, and he averages Mm 22.4. I mean, if the dude shot 18 times a game, he'd be at 26, 27. But that's not not his game. Yeah. Sometimes I think he should. But I agree. Yeah. Uh, When we come back. Why no Jimmy Butler is good in more ways than one. Next, from the... You know what I love about the fact that Jimmy Butler's not playing tonight? What? I mean, obviously the Kings benefit from that, but uh, I love the fact that we had a couple scrapes in the NBA Friday. It's the Drive Guys here. Coming to you from Golden 1, where the Kings take on the heat tonight uh, after last night's very impressive win over the Clippers, of course. It was just nice to see, especially after the All-Star game. I understand it, but the All-Star game basically was... The best players in the game sitting around exchanging teddy bears, right? Like, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> yeah. Tickling each other, giggling. And then Friday, we had a couple legitimate shoving matches. Glad nobody got hurt. Don't want to see anybody get hurt. But uh, the Harnet, Hornets, yes. oh, pardon me, the Hornets had a deal with the Warriors late in the game. They didn't like uh, Quinones taking a shot when the game is out of reach. Yeah. So they got a shoving match going. And then the big one was the Pelicans and the Heat. Not yes. Jimmy's not playing tonight. I just, it's nice to see all the players actually do care as much as fans do. Yeah, and, and, you know, people are saying, well, is this some new unwritten rule? I don't care if it is or not. Just some little, some anger, some angst, a little fisticuffs. Like, yeah, show me you care. Exactly. You know, like you said, I mean, I'm all for it. I don't care if it's an unwritten rule or not. 
Like, you know, it's not supposed to be sweet out there on the basketball court. I mean, especially you're battling for 48 minutes. You're pulling, you're pushing, you're grabbing, you're holding, you're fouling, you're hacking. And then after the game, hey, guys, nice game. Uh, let's, you know, no, <laughs> you're supposed to be pissed off at the end of if you're getting your butt kicked and somebody takes a shot on you. Right. So I, I like that. I'm okay with that. Yes, because we are paying. We don't always have to pay, but sometimes we pay. We are paying as fans to watch people compete, right? Yes. Not be buddy-buddy, to compete. So I was glad uh, to see that. And that was that was quite a shoving match that the Pelicans got involved in with uh and, with the heat, and, yeah, because you had what was it? Kevin Love, I think, fouled Zion, and then was it Najee Marshall came Najee in? Najee Marshall and yeah, Jimmy Butler. And then he shoves, shoves Jimmy, Jimmy, and then look out, it's on. And, 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 and Jimmy's like, oh no, we'll see him again next time. They got to come to our place, and you know, and so I, I love that, and so uh, and it helps the Kings out, you know, the yes. team uh, shorthanded tonight, second night of a back to back for Sacramento, and so uh, no, we'll see. You know, one thing about the Kings, you don't see a whole lot of pushing and shoving amongst, like, with, you know, Trey Lyles with Milwaukee last year. but Th- That stands out, right? right because it never it happens. It never happens with the Kings team. Would you like to see more of that uh, from the Kings? Yes. Mm. Yeah. I think, I mean, you don't want to go out of your way, but just I'd like to see the Kings play more physically to the point where other teams are going to start feeling like they have to right. shove back. If the Kings right. keep right. playing, I think, right. like they did last night, other teams are going to take umbrage and we're going to start to see some shoves. No, you're right, and and I thought the Clippers took up their physicality at some point last night, and I was impressed, and I, I remarked to Katie, so did the Kings. Like, the Kings responded. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, yeah. is this how we're playing? We saw it with De'Aaron Fox, you know, Keegan uh, mixing it up a little bit. Malik, you know, like, all right, if this is how we're going to play, let's bring it. And so that's what made uh, yesterday so great is that, you know, it, it wasn't a – you know, just an easy walk in the park. You know, every three is falling. You know, an aesthetically pleasing game. Like, you had to get in the mud to get that win last night. What would you think of the officiating last night? You didn't like the technical, right? No, Nobody I, liked the technical. I, I didn't like the technical, and I don't like the way, and I mentioned this several times yesterday, and, and it's it's been a topic of discussion on social media as well the foul calls that some offensive players get when they're driving to the basket. And it happened a couple of times with James Harden. He's driving in. He throws his shoulder. Initiates contact. Initiates the contact. Then goes back, and it's a foul on De'Aaron Fox. It's, it, it is like, what is a defender supposed to do? I understand it's crafty. It's clever. James Harden just taking advantage of the rules, you know, playing on the officials and everything like that. But that is a, such a maddening frustrating call because as a defender you're sliding James Harden comes in and then oh you know Shea Gilgis Alexander is a a master at that as well and so when you ask me about the officiating it wasn't just those three officials it happens around the league that upsets me yeah you know players always ask like you just said what am I supposed to do and really if you extend um, the logic out what you're supposed to do there the way the officials call it is if a guy's driving and you're there, you're supposed to turn and run away. Right, back up. Because yep. otherwise he – Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, it, 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 that's an indefensible play if they're going yeah. to call that foul. Yes, yes. By the way, the Lakers were upset last night – or yesterday, I guess. They lost yeah. to the Suns, 123 to 113. Lakers averaged 25 free throws a game, six most in the league. And uh, yesterday they shot – what did they shoot? Eight and none in the second half? 
Yeah, Ooh, yeah eight none in, a second in the whole half. game, none in the second half. So they were upset about that. Everybody's upset about the yeah. officiating. This and, and nobody's going to, you know, feel sorry for the Lakers, right? Right. They, right. they lead the league by far when it comes to free throw attempts, and you know, finally they get to feel it. It is surprising with a team like with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you know, that you don't get to the foul line. But deal with it, Lakers fans. We've been having to deal with those kind of calls or non-calls forever. Yeah, Darvin Ham did say, and this is what you hear players saying, baseball players say this about the strike zone. You know, he says, we just, we want some consistency. We see inconsistency. And that has been the biggest yeah. problem in the NBA. And I think it's because they're allowing more contact. So one referee's foul now. If you're going to allow contact, well, that was a foul. It's like, no, he hit him, but that wasn't that wasn't right. a foul. And then you end up in this this uh, domain of where you can't make sense of any calls. Yes, yes. And there was a call yesterday, and I, f- I forget exactly what play it was, but you had one referee right there on the baseline, like right there. And another from way across the court is making the call. And it's like, to your point, one referee's foul isn't necessarily another based on the contact. Yeah, because you're leaving so much open to interpretation where it's okay if you contact him, just a matter if you impede him enough for it to be a foul. So that's something the league has to look at. Maybe they're allowing more contact because they're trying to – put a little bit of a lid on the scoring. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe. Scoring's good for the, or, for the fans, though. I don't know. Right, right. I, I wish they would allow defense back in the NBA. It's, it's so hard to defend in today's NBA. Yeah, maybe they're trying to do that and they're struggling with that. Meanwhile, are you over the Sabonis All-Star snubbing yet? Because Mike Brown made it clear <laughs> last night he is not. That's next year with the Drive Guys from the Goldman Center on Sackdown Sports. Subscribe to Sacktown Sports on YouTube and watch the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross, Styles and Watkins, and the Drive Guys live Monday through Friday from six to six. Plus, view archive shows and exclusive content. Subscribe at YouTube.com/slash Sacktown Sports. For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine at Brisvo because every breath matters. Get huge savings on our best selection of new Hondas during our Honda President's Day sales event at Folsom Lake Honda. Hurry in and save on our best selection of new Hondas. Each is priced to sell now. Folsom Lake Honda is your one-stop Honda shop for great pricing on a giant selection of new CRVs, HRVs, Civics, and Accords with low finance and lease options. Plus, get an instant cash offer for your trade. Get to Folsom Lake Honda or go to FolsomLakeHonda.com. Folsom Lake Honda. 